Welcome to Inspirations, a podcast where we discuss everything relevant to the Christian life. Now, here is your host, Jay Spurlock. All right, so I have a good friend of mine joining me here today, uh, Chris uh, Schramm, and he comes from, I met him at actually New Vision, did I meet you before camp? Just before camp. Just before camp. Uh, uh, I yeah, I saw you at the meeting, uh-huh. and I saw this just energetic dude that like was on fire for God, and I was like, "Dang, he kind of is like me." Like you know, because we're gonna talk about that in a little bit about how a lot of times you you really feel the spirit moving, and you're in you're in, like in this kind of like a zone, I would say, with God, mm-hmm. and it's like no one else kind of gets it. And they're just like, shut up in a way. (laughs) And it's frustrating because you need to get that out. And I think God is doing that. So that's one of the things with the podcast is, um, and that's why I asked you on because I could see it. And uh, to me, that that means God is wanting to speak through you. Um, And I'm tired of hearing me talk all the time. So uh, (laughs) I'm going to kind of start a little bit with your story as far as we go to Ocoee Ridge in Chattanooga. And I don't think I knew you were going to do this. I really, I'm trying to put it back together, but I uh, heard kind of this rumor of it. But uh, eventually, was it the last night? It was the last night. Of the last day. night, um, Chris decided to be baptized in the pool by our uh, high school pastor, Danny Hardy. And it was amazing. Um, like, But the first part, the cool thing about it was you gave kind of like this... I showed up a little bit late, so I don't know how exactly how long it was, but it, it it was like, I think it was like 20 minutes, but it felt like five, and you could hear a pin drop. I'm not exaggerating. That's how powerful a testimony is, and so I was really, uh, I was compelled. I didn't really know your story as much, but I saw a lot of similarities, so I'm going to shut up and let you talk, but just kind of what brought you to that, kind of talk about your history, where you're at right now, and it's all yours. Okay. Um, yeah, so the, the whole baptism at camp thing was, was a little bit, uh, we premeditated it, uh, for sure. Um, but you were right. God has, God had been doing a whole lot in my life. Um, uh, so camp was at the end of June. Um, my, this section of story starts back in March. Um, basically what God had been doing, he started, he started with an introduction to who he was. I went and visited my parents up in Cincinnati and visited our old church. Um, I was up there working and it just so happened that I had some time Saturday night and they go to the Saturday night service. And that was my church. That was in high school. That was kind of where I did a lot of growing up. And and that's where a lot of teaching happened. And there was something big going on at that church. Um, Their whole motto is simple things done with great love will change the world. And um, it's all about ministry and it's all about serving. Anyway, um, so the pastor there, his name's Rob King, um, was not the pastor there when I went there. Um, but my parents said, man, he's a really good speaker. All right, cool. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> right. I'll, 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 I'll apply. Right, right. So he do, he's in the middle of the sermon series. And the sermon series that, that we hit was, um, I think it was lies that were told 
or the lies that we tell ourselves, something along those lines. But basically it was an introduction to who God was. And the lie, the whole premise being that we cannot please God. And, and so the backstory to, to that point of my life was that I've spent 10 years on the road. I cuss, I drink, I <laughs> almost got into drugs. Mm. Like just, I mean, I still went to church and I still believed in God, but I wasn't living the life. I wasn't walking the walk and talking the talk. I was, I was, and in my, I, we're easily merging into my testimony now. Um, so <laughs> That's okay. I, I, I think he wants to, we want to hear it. I definitely looked like the world. So in uh, right. Galatians 5, 17, 18, somewhere right. in there, it's, um, the famous verse is 522, where it's the fruits of the spirit are, are, uh, um, we're not, we're not going to fact check you on that. I was going to say, give me the, give me the first right. one and I got, right. uh, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faith, gentleness, um, or something else and self-control. Um, but the works of the flesh, a couple of verses before that, the works of the flesh, um, the, the quick ones are, uh, are greed, jealousy, envy, sexual immorality, um, witchcraft. I didn't have a problem with that one. Um, <laughs> oh my. uh, it, you know, it, it's just all the things that we would consider bad. It's like, this is obvious. This is works of the flesh. I went, holy cow, that's the, I look more like the flesh than I look like the spirit. And and so I'm sitting there asking myself after this sermon series of who God is and can I please God and, and God in, intimately wants to know me. I'm sitting there asking myself, can I be, am I still a Christian? Am I okay? And, and in reality, my answer ended up being no. I, I asked myself, I, said, I looked at the, the fruits of the spirit and works of the flesh. I looked like the flesh and not the spirit. So then therefore the spirit must not be in me if I'm not producing good fruit. Um, which is, so, which is true. That blew my mind. Um, so I came back home. We went back to church the next week. And I couldn't tell you the next sermon series, but it was another just precision airstrike to my heart. It was exactly what I needed to hear when I needed to hear it. And it was, it was perfect in, in sequential order. So as I'm, as I'm spending more time in the Word and as I'm spending more time with God, he starts to, he starts to introduce me to the fact that we do not need to um uh that we don't need to sit idle that um that we need to pursue his kingdom that we store up our treasures in right. heaven right um and where our treasures are there our heart will be mm -hmm. also so i'm like holy cow i'm all my treasures i'm pouring i'm pouring into i don't want to say i'm pouring into greed but right. I'm, I'm pursuing i'm pursuing money my own kingdoms right and so as all this is happening, simultaneously at work, I'm going through this phase that I'm, I told Danny, I said, I'm building sandcastles. Mm -hmm. So I would get a request for, um, for a tour or a show. I do, I do, I build tours for a living for the, you know, no one here knows me. So, <laughs> um, so what I do is I quote shows and put together tours and corporate events and all that kind of stuff. So they would send out a thing called a request for quote and that's where I come in. I put together a I put together a quote, um, put together the tour, get it ready to go, so that the artist can take it out and be awesome to all the fans. Right. And um, so, I would build it, spend all weekend. I'd put my my life on hold, put my family on hold, put God on hold. Mm. I'd skip church. I mm. anything to get this show done right. And we would come to the next week. It would have to confirm 
like Monday or Tuesday so that we could pull up for Wednesday and get it out the door by Friday. Wow. So like a week turnaround, Quick turnaround. really yeah. intense. And this happened probably four or five weeks in a row where I would build this thing and it would come crashing down. It would cancel. Like I'd be just right ready to ready to set this thing off and it would cancel. And then I'd do it again the next weekend and it'd cancel. And I'd do it again the next weekend and it'd cancel. And it was starting to become really frustrating. I said, okay, I'm, I'm obviously now pursuing my own kingdoms and uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God right. and all these things would have been added unto you. Um, if that's in John, that would totally make sense as to that time frame. Because, right. So I, I, I read through James. That's where I started because in college I, I had learned that for any new Christian, James is a great place to start. Right. Um, and then I don't know what possessed me. I went to Revelation. Um, which is weird because a, hmm. two weeks after I finished Revelation, we actually started Revelation at church. Right. Um, hmm. It was getting to the point where I, I shot um, Nick, our teaching pastor, and Brady, our senior pastor. I shot them a message and I just said, hey, this is really weird. God's <laughs> definitely doing some work because I'm reading something and I'm studying something. And the next week you're talking about it. Like, it's super weird. Right, right. Um, it got me really excited. So, by the way, you better get your stuff right. I'll fact check it. Right, right, right. Um, so, I went through Re James Revelation. Anyway, um, so we will go back to seeking the kingdom of God. And, I, and my big thing recently is I've been trying to pursue a legacy that I could leave behind. I want to leave the world a better place than I found it. Um, and I want. And a lot of it being circled around, I want to make a name for myself. I want my name to last longer than than my body, if that makes sense. Right. Um, so as all this was happening, I was building the sandcastles there, coming down, building the sandcastles, coming down. And I was starting to get really frustrated. Uh, I, at that point, that was the time that I realized that I said, what can I build that's going to last long because all these shows only last eight weeks. They only last 12 weeks they, and then they're done. And then they're just like a concert. You forgot about it in six months. And that's why you have to keep going to them. So you keep, keep getting the new experiences. And, and no one remembers what I did. I, I've, I've done some pretty cool things. No one remembers them. No, no. one remembers that. I, no one even knows that I was right. involved in them. Right. Um, so I'm not I'm not building anything lasting, and I and it was at that realization that I said I need mm. to be building the kingdom of God, mm. because that is eternal, mm. and if I pursue that, All right, then, I mean that's going to be my legacy. My right. legacy is then Christ's legacy. Christ's legacy is then my legacy, and and uh, and so I was like, okay, that that then means I need to go serve. All right, I need to go grow the kingdom of God, and that's. That's spreading the word and, and bringing people to life. And a lot of what I've learned of me being an okay Christian probably was not good enough. I mean, it, was, it would be at that point where one of the verses that hit me hard was when Christ said, many will, many will come and see me and they'll say, Lord, Lord, did I not prophesy in your name? And he'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. <laughs> and I went, how many, how many Christians look like that? Where we we are religious to be religious, we are religious to be legalistic and just to go through the motions. Where we turn we turn around on Monday and we we just look exactly like the world. We're pursuing repeat right. our own kingdoms, our own legacies, our you know, and and over and over and over again. And I think many people are going to confront Jesus on that day. I'm like, 
Lord, look what I did for you. Like, he's going to be like, yeah, you went and you sung songs in church. You went to a concert. You heard someone preach. And then you went and you you drank and you <laughs> you sinned and, and you pursued your own own right. kingdoms. Right. And and they're torched now. The, the earth is gone. It's all passed away and depart from me. I never knew you. Right. Oh. Um, I completely lost my train. No, you're good. And I think maybe I need to interject a little bit. You know, I've heard it said that, you know, the Lord's Prayer, it says, you know, thy kingdom come. Well, what we don't know, for in order, in order for his kingdom to come, my kingdom must go. Hmm. You know, so it's hard to kind of balance that. And so many of us think we're doing things for his kingdom when we're actually doing them for our own and our little sandcastle. And we just keep... And it's so ironic because when I gave my testimony, I used that analogy too. It speaks to me because you can build it. You can p- keep pushing it back. You can make the walls big, bigger. You can make it all nice and pretty. But eventually there's going to come a wave and it's going to just it's demolish it. So m- go ahead. Um, so it was it was at that point that learning to learning to build God's kingdom and invest in the things that actually matter, invest in people and souls. And, and that's what it's all about is saving, saving people. Right. Um, that's why Jesus was sent here. He was right. sent to save, not to condemn. Um, so it was at that point, I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to lock in and I need to serve and I need to, I need to actually go mm-hmm. and do, mm-hmm. um, not sit on the sidelines anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I called a friend of mine, his name is Shane. Um, he's, my uh my wife's ex brother-in-law my no my wife's yeah my wife's <laughs> ex brother-in-law yeah that yeah, makes sense gotcha yeah. gotcha so and and he he go, also goes to new vision uh, I, I think i know on, shane yes. super on fire yeah and um i called him one night i said shane this is this is what god's telling me and um and and we were talking a little bit about about everything that was kind of going on in my head and, and how, you know, basically just everything I just talked about. And um, he goes, wow, yeah, you're you're ready for something. Something, and, and right. I, and he goes, and I told him, I said, I think I want to serve. And I said, I don't want to do production ministry. Right. For those of you listening in production ministry, <laughs> no offense. Um, and it's well needed. It's it is needed, well right. needed. And but that's what you do off the... Yeah, that's what I do professionally, and it, and I mean, it was it was hard for me to so doing lighting. It was hard for me to sit behind the lighting desk, Mm -hmm. and I had to sit on my hands because of political churchiness. There are people that I'm a rock and roll lighting director, so like (laughs) I do I do all the flashy, you know, you you know, I could do the um, what's the the Trans Siberian Orchestra Christmas thing with your house. I could do that, right? But that's not what church. That's right. not the the right. situation. For right, me. right. Um, so it was it was very frustrating. I felt like my talents weren't quite being utilized properly. I could teach a I could teach a high schooler to to run the right. whiteboard. Exactly, and and that's what you're supposed to do. You teach the you teach the gospel, and you let them go. Yeah. So just yeah. So Good point. I told Shane. He he asked me. He goes, well, then where do you where do you think you need to to be? Where do you need to serve? And I said, I said honestly. I kind of feel a tug towards high school, towards towards student ministry. And he said, be more specific. And I said, high school, because high school is where all the seeds that are 
I mean, all the seeds are now producing fruit that were planted back for me in high school. And I, I said, why not start there? I said, we can, you know, it's like spaghetti. We can start throwing it at the wall and see if it sticks. <laughs> um, and, and honestly, that's, that's where I got involved. And then it, it turned into just getting involved Wednesday nights um, for the worship service and then starting to mm-hmm. get involved in small groups and just, mm. you know, I was, I was kind of starting to try the waters a little bit and, and that's about all I mm. intended to go in. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, <laughs> then they, uh, I, I think Nikki or somebody had gotten up on stage and said, Hey, we need leaders. Mm. I said, okay, well, I'm not really, I, I'm really involved in work, right. really busy just don't really have time to to throw in some PTO and go away right. for a weekend with a bunch of crazy high school stu- right. students. Right. Um, <laughs> I was wrong. All right. Um, what ended up happening is it was it was posted, and I said, you know what? If it's there in a week, I'll go. Mm. And I figured someone else will take this. Right. No one took it. No one took, <laughs> no one took it. it. Uh, was so like, it was uh, there in a week. No, Chris, it's yours, but so I said, Danny. I said, I think I'm. I think I'm being called to to lead mm. in, in at camp, and he goes, Great. Yeah. <laughs> you're awesome. You're qualified. Uh, so yeah, you're an adult and you breathe. Okay, yeah. you're qualified. All right, right. Um, and you love Jesus. That is that one. Um, that's what it comes down to. You love Jesus. You love right. love kids. All right. Yeah, you're in. Um. So I went, and as we were leading up to camp, I hit, um, as we were leading up to camp, um, Danny had us read John uh, to prepare ourselves for camp, because that's what quiet times were all uh, wrapped around. And um, so as I was reading John, uh, I had stumbled across the, uh, I had stumbled across the passage where, where he was talking to Nicodemus, and um, Nicodemus had, had asked him, because uh, he was a student of the law or he was he was pharisee or right right he, he was he was up there and he asked teacher how do i how do i get eternal life he goes, do you know nothing like and it was it was a fun little interaction between nicodemus and jesus there for a second but but jesus said i am the way the truth and the life no one can come to the father but through mm. me this was this is john three super super famous chapter right in the bible um and so you know at that point at that point, Jesus Jesus says, uh, "Yeah, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one come come through the Father but through me. Um, and if you to get into heaven, you must be born again." Nicodemus says, "Well, how can I how can I exit the womb twice? Like, do I do I have to crawl back up?" And right. like, it's super super awkward right. conversation, I'm sure. And and Jesus says, "No, the first time you're born, you're born of the flesh. The second time you're born, you're born of the spirit of water and the spirit." And basically describing baptism. Ooh. So this hit. That hit, and then there was a couple of other things. I read, I read a book called Signs way, way back. Where, uh-huh. where basically, the premise is that God drops little hints, and yes, and as, and it's just using regular stuff around you, street signs, road listening. signs, if we're people. watching, and it's it's just like you'll see a sign, and there'll be that little yep. tug, yep. and and so I was starting to feel the mm-hmm. the call to be baptized, and I went, no, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I've already been baptized. I was right. baptized in ninth grade. Right. And seventh grade, I don't know, somewhere in there. But the reason I did it was to get the key to the church so I could run sound. <laughs> uh, so I could run sound Sunday mornings and Thursday nights. Um, key to the church. So they made me go day. through, it was a Methodist church. They made me go through confirmation. And at the end of confirmation, you got baptized. And it was mm. just a part of the thing. And I went through the motions so I could get the key. 
<laughs> so I, I did it for so all the wrong right reasons. There, though. Uh, so, but my pride was holding me back from actually doing it. I, I had felt the tug, and I previously, even before this point in my life, I had felt the tug. I'm like, hey, you should, you should get baptized. I'm like, no, I'm not getting baptized. I've already done it. And, uh, and so finally, it, as I've started pursuing this leader thing, it, it occurred to me that I can't tell these kids, I can't tell others that mm-hmm. to, to, to proclaim that they have changed to be baptized of water and the Spirit and made new right. and made new that they have to do it when I haven't done it. Right. And I haven't done it properly. Right. So I, you know, I just, okay. Okay. God. All right. I'll do mm-hmm. it. And so leading up to leading up to camp, they were starting to, to bring up baptism after camp, like uh, the Wednesday after camp, they're going to do baptisms. And if you wanted to sign up and I was like, Oh, maybe I should sign up for that. But I, I was like, no, I don't want to take that away from the kids. And then me being a leader, I said, well, maybe, maybe this would be a good opportunity for me to lead my guys in that, in that example. So I'm, I'm big about leading by example. If, if I'm saying one thing, but doing another, no one's going to follow me. It's hypocritical. Holy conviction is what that's called right there. So anyway, that's, so leading up to camp, that's, I, I, I messaged Danny and I said, Hey, I, God's done a work in me. Uh, he knew at that point. He he very well <laughs> yeah. knew what what God had been doing with me and in me and to me. And at that point, it was <laughs> okay. That's that's awesome. And I said, he goes, when do you want to get baptized? I said, <laughs> I said, well, he asked about Wednesday, and I said, no, I don't want to take that away from the kids. I said, right. what about camp? And he goes, we could do it in the pool. <laughs> so, Perfect. And we had we had pre- and he and. Honestly, I was thinking it was just going to be this little thing with my group and, you know, get Danny up there and, and, you know, I get to talk to them and we do a quick baptism and it'd be awesome. But Danny, Danny blew it up into this big thing where it was, he goes, Hey, I'm going to have you share your testimony and, uh, and then we'll do boat show. And like, (laughs) so it it became, Oh, you're putting me up in front of 150 high schoolers. And, and you were right as, as, as I was talking, like, you could hear the, a pin drop. It was good. I could not believe that 150 kids were were that quiet. I kept looking down at Danny, like, do I have do I have time? Right. And and I think it was either you or him or somebody said, oh, that was that was Satan poking you. He right. wanted you to stop. Right, it was. And so, and I'm telling you, gosh, that is so powerful, man. Like I'm. It sounds so cheesy, but seriously, it's like giving me chills because it's like you wanted to say, like you were trying to do what's best for kids, but hey, you're a kid, you're a kid, you're a child of God, mm-hmm. you know, and I get what you're saying, like that was their weekend, and then of all things, like the boat shows like the huge deal, and these guys and girls are all up there, and they're like ready to see everybody's boat, and then some guy gets up there and shares his testimony like you would think. Dude, I looked around and like they were glued in. They were glued in and like you couldn't hear anything. And it wasn't, it was just like God was looking down and smiling at that point because there were so many people that were just feeling that like and were happy for you, including me. And I was just amazed by it. And you could just tell it was something God had. had planned yeah 
He really could. And then to go in the pool and uh, oh, it's just Danny. I don't know if Danny was planning on getting wet, but he did. And uh, and then and then one thing I don't know if you caught this, but your guys that you were leading stood up when you were done and just were like. It was kind of like a football thing. Like, they were carrying you off the field in a way and celebrating you. And, like, gosh, that was powerful. So, that's – and that's uh, – man, I, that's about all I can say. I don't, I don't think words can explain it, but that's that's pretty powerful. So, we'll come back and we'll discuss kind of after that. So we're back with Chris, and he was describing his testimony, and uh, you know it kind of all ended with uh, he was describing how he got baptized at New Vision Church, or sorry, New Vision Camp, student camp, and how powerful a moment that was. Um, I don't let him just keep kind of talking about what God is doing now prior to or post that, and because uh, he he's not done yet, you can no. tell. And so no. Um... <clears throat> Well, okay, so I remember I, I remember going under and I just I just remember I don't know if I had my eyes open or what, I just remember the, the water coming over my face and then just darkness for a second. And the next thing I know mm. you, I mean you said uh, my guys, my group was in the water. <laughs> like they were I, I was suddenly surrounded and and it's it's funny that I had I had thought that I was I was going to I was going to change lives while i was at camp but there's so many good christian good solid christian students in our, in our student ministry it blew my mind it absolutely mm-hmm. and that i mean that night showed me tons about our student ministry mm-hmm. and, and the quality of mm-hmm. of people that were in it it gave me so much hope um because there was those guys and then as i came out of the water people were high-fiving <laughs> me and giving me hugs right and i'm like i don't even know you right um but I, the the thing that I said that night is 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 that I I love them. I don't mm-hmm. even I don't know I don't know some of their names. I don't know right. most of their names, but it, it's it's easy. Like they're my brothers and sisters now. Right. And it's and that's it. It's like if <laughs> if any of them needed anything, it's just like yeah. What what do you need? Right. And that and and I think let's don't miss how powerful what you just said was. Is like I don't and I know what you mean. Like. Sounds so bad, people are like, you don't even know my name, or whatever. But no, it's like you took every label off, and you just know that they're with you, like their brother or sister in Christ. Mm-hmm. That's it. And like, that's what you're called to do. I don't, whatever they need, I'm there. Because they got, you know, it's just we're all in this together. And it's like, how God can unite us if we take labels off people? And we take expectations off people. We take judgments off people. As you said earlier, God was sent, Jesus was sent to save. And it's like, it's like most people are like, oh, good. Then I can do the condemning. No. 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 And that's not. Let God, do, and here's the, what the other person, another person would say. Oh, but I want to save too. No, God does this, or Jesus does the saving. Jesus does the saving. And I have to remind myself that so much because I want to, I want to save people so bad, and ultimately they got to come into relationship with Jesus and 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 have that moment and for their own. There's nothing I can do. I can lead them that way, but mm-hmm. and by example. And you said and by that. And so. 
there's there's a lot to be said of of using of using testimony and you, and you said you said it like now we're we're brothers and sisters in Christ we're together and I think one of the things that I struggle with um I definitely want to get my testimony on tape at some point um we're going to make it happen okay sweet <laughs> the the thing that I struggled with a lot in high school is loneliness mm. um I uh the okay the brief synopsis was that my parents were bankrupt and they shipped us eight hours to the west um, to Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, so I had everything when, when I lived in Pennsylvania. I had friends. I had status. I had, I mean, I was MVP of cross country. I was breaking, I was breaking senior records as a <laughs> freshman. Like, I was it, man. All right. Um, I had a good church. I had a good youth pastor. And... Who knows what would have actually happened if I would have stayed because God had been working. It, it's obvious that God right. had been working looking back now, but I didn't see it then. Right. And I felt completely alone um, because so this is now my sophomore year. I know nobody. I'm not the best cross country runner because now now I'm at the school of my graduating class went from 150 to 750. Wow. Um, and so I. I knew nobody and I couldn't run as fast. I mean, I was running a 19, 1925, 1950 5k and these other guys were doing it eight a full minute or two faster than me. It was a, incredible. And right. I just, I couldn't stand next to them. Like it was, I couldn't stand up to that. Mm. And, um, and I, I just, I was mad at my parents. So I couldn't, I just, it was over for them. Like I, I felt that they betrayed me and they moved me across country and so I couldn't I just felt like I didn't have them my sisters and my brothers they're they're we're all within five years of each other but they're your siblings whatever push them to the side right and I didn't have any friends so I, I just felt completely alone mm. um, and that's and it was at that point that I was completely you know that was rock bottom and I don't want any kid ever to feel like they're they have to be there or feel like they're doing it alone. So to to have that group and feel like you're in community is is key to in high school. And to feel that it's Christ centered is key. Um and I'm sitting here thinking I go back, I teach middle school and I also help with high school and that's my age group. Like I love that and and it's so ironic that you say that because now you're serving with with high schoolers, and it sounds like that was a, a really tough time, kind of a tough time of or just a crossroads moment in your life that you needed others, and now you're going back and serving in that place so others can have that. And I do the same. You know, my parents got divorced when I was in middle school, and high school was tough for me. I didn't feel like I belonged anywhere, isolated, lonely. So. It's it's funny how God puts us back in that place, mm-hmm. and we try to go. We we do we help where we were wounded, you know. And I mean, one of my big talking points to to my guys, uh, I shared I shared with them everything that had happened, and my big talking point was uh, Hebrews twelve two, fix your eyes on Jesus. And I mean, that's that's all the more you need to get through a, a scenario like. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Anytime, anytime those 
castles are falling down and, and the foundations of the various foundations of life have been knocked out from under you. Mm-hmm. You find a firm foundation in Christ and heaven forbid you don't have Christ because then you're, you're coming crashing down and you're going to end up back where I was. And like, I almost didn't make it out of that time. And you know, that's, that's a big part of my testimony is, is there's, there's been three parts of my life mm-hmm. where I've hit rock bottom mm-hmm. and I wanted to take my own life mm-hmm. and that was it. Mm-hmm. I was done. Mm-hmm. I was, I didn't care where I was going right. at that point. It's gotta be better than this. Right. Um, but, but I didn't have a firm foundation in Christ and that's, and that's what, what really did it. And that's if, if I could take anything back to to the old me, which is what I'm bringing into the high school ministry right. now, is build a firm foundation in Christ. Right. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Right. I can do all things through Christ who gives right. me strength. And 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 that's it. And but you can't you can't find a firm foundation in Christ if you're not spending time with Him. So I like I made sure to tell my guys almost every day, get in the devotion, get in your get in your mm-hmm. Bible, have a devotional, have a quiet time, spend time with God, just sit. Uh, I mean, Okoe was beautiful. I had a I had a little spot over by a transformer, and I sat in front of, and mm-hmm. I just had this gorgeous view mm-hmm. every morning. And I would just sit, and I there's a couple mornings I said nothing, and wow. and I mean, I think when we're still and we're quiet, that's the time that God speaks to us, yeah. which is why I'm my curse of a 90 minute drive in and out of Nashville is actually now a blessing because. I come home from my my drive and I'm just on fire and it's just vomiting truth, <laughs> like <laughs> to the point where my wife was like, "Okay, you are coming home and right. you are preaching right. every night." Right. Uh, Thank you, Billy Graham. I actually backed it off for a minute, and right. you know that turned into text messages to you right. and to to Danny, and you know it just went elsewhere. Right, and that and it's about community. It's about that. Because there is certain times in life that, okay, we know you're going through this or you're experiencing this, you're ha- you're on the mountains, and then I might be in the lowest low, and it's not that I'm happy, not happy for you, but man, it's tough for me. Like I can't, it's hard for me. And but sometimes that picks me up, and so seeing that, and and yes, you know, not putting it all on your wife. Mm-hmm. Not you know, she's got her life too, and it it's great, and she's happy for you. But you you know, it's finding that other people in our life, and so many of us put everything in one basket, and usually it's not even God, but it's it's this relationship that everything's in it. And then you know, like my story, it was all gone. What did I have left? Everything I had was in that. So. Uh, think i wanted to emphasize that and also with the driving i do the same it's like the best ideas come when i'm doing something mm-hmm. but i can't do anything else <laughs> yeah you know if i try to sit at home which i do and try to just let god talk to me i'll start cleaning something or like fixing the trash can or you know but it's like when i'm driving i can't do anything else and i'm really hearing this and god speaking to me so i think there's there's truth in that I, I, going back to what you had said about um, putting all your eggs in one basket and then mm-hmm. when it's all taken away, I wonder if that's why God says, God, uh, Jesus had told um, some of the people who had approached him and, uh, teacher, I'm 
basically, I want to follow you. What do I need to do to follow you? And he <laughs> says, sell everything. Right. Give it all to the poor and follow me. Maybe that's, he's not, he doesn't want us to rely on anything but himself. Mm. It's not about selling all of our possessions. It's, he doesn't want us to rely on anything else mm. but him. Mm. And when we're fully reliant on him, then there's nothing that this world can throw at us that's going to shake us. Exactly. And I don't know about you, but I know me. It is like everything else grows dim to him, opposed to him. Mm-hmm. Like the things of this world grows dim. You know, and the things that I, I used to enjoy now, you know, I, I'm very open about my, my battle with depression and stuff. Like, so I, a lot of times I'm like, is, is that it? Am I like not liking it because of that? Or is it maybe God is, God is showing me new things? new desires i'll give you a new heart Mm. that desires other things and it's like you keep trying no no like i like that i'm supposed to like video games and i'm supposed to like (laughs) watching netflix and and i do but i'd rather read or rather learn about god's word or you know so it's crazy how our our desires change when when our focus changes Mm -hmm. on him so Thanks for listening to Inspirations. If you enjoyed today's episode, please head over to iTunes to rate, review, and leave a comment. And for more information, please visit inspirations.org.